Next on the Moments of Grace podcast, Dr. Butler speaks with K.C. Caldwell, who is campaigning for State Representative District No. 65 in the great state of Arkansas. This is your host, Dr. Adriel Butler, and welcome to A Moment of Grace. You know, uh, every four to six years uh, in some communities to you, uh, there's elections that are going on. And um, I'm a a proponent of politics. I'm a proponent. In fact, my daughter asked me last night, is that all I watch was was politics? Because uh, uh, I'm, I'm very infused in this democracy what does democracy stand for i'm um i'm a veteran uh, i believe in the constitution to defend this country against all enemies foreign and domestic and i believe um not just as an african-american but because i am american i believe in the right to vote i believe in uh the righteousness of voting that the um, the voting is people's rights as well as people died for this opportunity. My guest today is running for uh, District Representative 65 in Arkansas. We have a distinct connection uh, in that um, generations before us, uh, we came out of the same bloodline. And so I am so proud to have my cousin with me today, Kanisha uh, Codwell. And so she's going to share with us uh, some things about uh, why she's going to be a candidate, why she's running, and why her platform is going to be so great. Kanisha, welcome to Moments of Grace. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. It is a pleasure. It is an honor. Um, first of all, you are my first official interview, and I did that on purpose. Really? I held out other interviews. I have interviews scheduled from here on out. But I thought it would be nothing greater than to make sure that I give the first interview to my blood, to my family, to a supporter, a staunch um, veteran for um, the U.S. of A. Um, Some people say, you know, um, I don't we don't like the U.S. We don't like that. But there's to me, there's no greater place to live. God put us here to be change agents. And I'm excited about it. Totally, totally agree with you. And and so I'm honored myself that this is this is your first personal interview on your uh trail on your campaign. I'm I'm so honored. Uh I'm bubbling up, got the goosebumps on me right now. So <laughs> <laughs> it's it's great because uh Arkansas is one of the in you know, we're in all uh 50 states, but Arkansas is right up there with probably the fourth or fifth listening audience we have. So definitely your constituents that you're trying to gain will be listening to this but i know you because you we've i've known you your whole life uh your mom and and me grew up and myself grew up together but share with you uh, share with the audience who you are well i am kenesha caldwell i am born and raised in pine bluff arkansas in a little bit of community called Packingtown. Um, I am the proud granddaughter of the late Betty Jean Legron and Theotis Legron Sr. And my mom is Beverly um, Wooten. 
and my dad is Bear, is Bernard Wooten Sr. Um, I'd be amiss not to mention I'm married to Morris Caldwell for 21 years, and I have a daughter that's 19 years old. Um, and who am I? Um, I'm a mom. I'm a wife. I am a sister, a daughter, but I am in by career choice. I'm an advocate for the millions of individuals in this world, in the country that need a provider who cares. I'm a nurse practitioner. Amen. Yeah. Amen. And so that's who I am for, for as a career. But I always tell people it's my career, but it's also my ministry. It takes a very special individual to provide compassion, to provide care um, to everyone who needs it. And so that's who I am. Oh, wonderful. Well, well, like I said, um, it, it, for for the people that this is their first time uh, meeting you, and I'm sure for those who uh, will be voting for you, it will not be their last time. Let, let me share some <laughs> things that I know about my cousin. First of all, like she said, she is a nurse practitioner. Uh, and, and everything that I've known about you has been about service, you know, whether it's in your church, whether... Uh, serving uh, at the side of your husband, your child, uh, serving your community. Uh, and in order, how did that transition uh, from being a nurse practitioner wanting to transition into politics? How, how did that occur? Give me the organic way that occurred. So people always ask me, like, how did you decide to jump into politics? Well, the truth of the matter is I've always been involved in politics. My grandmother, even your mother, Maxine, right. when we were younger, um, and who's my cousin? She took great care of us, by the way. Best cheesecake, hands oh, down. I've yes. never had another one to, <laughs> to, to touch it with a graham cracker crust. Yes, I still have the recipe, but it's it does not taste the same. I but anyway, you. when I was younger... Um, probably about eight years old, because that's kind of what I remember, that age frame. I began registering people to vote with my grandmother for a program that's um, long lost, but it was very, very um, necessary for our community. And that was ACORN. Yes, I remember. I remember signing mm -hmm. people up um, with my grandmother, to registering them to vote for ACORN. As time progressed, throughout my lifespan, I became a member of the youth city council for Pine Bluff wow. back in, in 1997, 1998. So I was an older person then. Um, as I grew older, I continued to serve. My heart has always been to serve. Um, I began to, I formulated a program back in like 2013, maybe um, 2013 through like 2015. And it was called Save Our City. It was simply a program that I used. It was a response. Let me let me first say that. It was a response to what was going on in our community. So we hear so many people say, um, well, Pine Bluff is crime bluff. Pine Bluff is this. Pine Bluff is that. And so I always stop them and say, hey, look, there's great things that come out of Pine Bluff. I am one of them, right? And so then I go back and I, I, um, I build upon that to educate them about my city the growth that we've seen, although, you know, we've had some blight go on, the growth of our city um, and the people, the richness of our culture and the individuals that's in there makes us well, you know, over the wealth that we expect just monetarily. There is a culture there that makes us wealthy. The next thing is, um, well, so then I developed Save Our City. What I did was I gathered 
kids from all over the city. And I know one of the saving graces when I was growing up was my grandmother. My grandmother used to put together mass fires and we right. would travel. That's right. Sunday, 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 Sunday. <laughs> like right. in some Sundays we had three and four programs. And so that's what we would do. We would go to those programs. So I thought to myself, if that was able to keep me out of trouble then, then it's also able to, you know, help me right now. And so that's kind of like where we are, what what got the Save Our City choir going. And so after we did the choir, I thought about it and I was like, I just can't do this because it was during Christmas time. They were caroling and that was basically it. We did the caroling and then that was over. And so then I began to think and I thought, if we pair the kids with people in the community with what the kids think they want to do as a career, then we can mentor them and possibly help them choose careers that will help them become productive citizens, financially stable, and be able to take care of their families. So myself and Kendria Hayes and some other people contributed, and we paired 42 kids with 42 different people in the community who did those different things, whether it was nursing, right, whether it right. was welding, whether it was doctors, whether it was dentists, we actually stepped out and start putting those people, those children with individuals who could help them. That program went on for about two years. Wow. It was successful for about two years. How was it received? Then was, huh? How was the how was the program received throughout the it summer? was received very, very well. Wonderful. The problem that we ran into was first of all, I did it just as as service to my community. So I never so made it a 501c3. Right, right. And so we didn't have the funding. And of course, sometimes people get a little bit weary and they wanted to begin to get paid and just didn't gotcha. have the avenue or the timing to go forth and move it a little bit further. However, we did not leave those kids on the streets, right? Um, Pine Bluff began the the summer payday camps and things like that. So we begin to transition those kids into those programs. Today, they're very successful. I have three or four of them who are actually nurses. Wow. Um, that came under the tutelage of myself. Um, I have two or three that's like dentists, um, and so many more that just that are just productive citizens within Pine Bluff and other areas. Because sometimes people do move away, and right. several of them have moved away. Oh, that is so awesome! That is awesome. I'm so proud of you. But but you're that kind of person. So you know you 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 have a, a first of all an effective effective smile, and you're very personable. And uh, I know that you're driven because uh, to take on uh, <laughs> that me. kind of uh, heavy lifting in a community, especially when you don't necessarily have the power uh, in a community to make that kind of impact, says a lot about you. Uh, what I like to do, Kanisha, is to uh, take a few minutes, uh, kind of pay some bills, as they say, and then we're going to come back and still continue our conversation, okay? Absolutely. A wonderful, wonderful. We are talking with my cousin. <laughs> <laughs> Kanisha Hodwell, and she is running for representative of, of uh, District 65 in Arkansas. And as you can see, she loves to serve. And, and, and to be honest with you guys, uh, God does not put in, in our Constitution, did not put our leaders in place to lord over us. They are there, as it says, to represent us, to be lawmakers, to be there, to be stalwarts of the Constitution and help us. And so when we're going to come when we come back, we're going to continue my conversation with my cousin here on Moments of Grace podcast, Kanisha Codwell. We'll be right back after these. 
messages. The latest book by Dr. A. Jerome Butler is here. Queen or Concubine Being Worthy of Your Crown is one of the best books written by this prolific author and teacher. Dr. Tabitha Russell, CEO and founder of Inside Inspired Women Global, home of the Breakthrough Millionaires Academy, said, Dr. Butler's unique perspective on this issue is both enlightening and thought-provoking. He empowers women to strive for their purpose, to be queens rather than concubines. And Dr. Janet Bishop Nesbitt, certified life, wellness, grief coach, educator, speaker, and veteran, said about this book. God engineered you to be a masterpiece, to be phenomenal, and to be a queen. This book reveals biblically sound principles and other references that will unleash the greatness God has planted inside of you, equipping you with God's word to encourage and strengthen you along the way, to be worthy of your crown. You can order this life-changing book at www.drajrbutler.com. Again, you can order this life-changing book at www.drajrbutler.com. And remember, you are truly worthy of your crown. Hello. Did you know that there is half a million people that are unsheltered tonight? This includes women, children, and our nation's veterans. Several years ago, the Grace Project was born to combat this growing problem. It is a ministry that builds and refurbishes homes for the unhoused families. It is a program to help families transition into home ownership. To find out more about the Grace Project, you can go to the website at www.graceproject.info. If you would like to donate or volunteer, you can sign up or give on the site. We are a 501c3, so anything that you give is tax-exempt. Thank you in advance from the Grace Project. And so, you know, as a, uh, as a business owner, as an entrepreneur, former pastor, a man who I feel God called me to be, um, you know, Mark tells us that the poor will be with us always. My family and I have taken on this responsibility this, this uh, huge responsibility over 600,000 uh, Americans tonight will be constituted as homeless and the grace project which you just heard in that commercial the grace project is is our ministry it's what we're called to do uh, I can remember a um a story one time that there were millions of starfish that were on had been washed up to sea and this young boy was throwing starfish back into the water and this man came up and asked him what he was doing he said well i'm throwing starfish back into the sea and the gentleman said there's too many of them you know that you're wasting your time the young man picked up one starfish threw it back in the water said if it doesn't matter to anyone but that one then that's enough and so even though there are six hundred thousand homes for every home that we give away, every home that we impact, every family we impact, it matters to that one. And so if it matters to that one or the hundreds that we're trying to help, then we're making a difference. And the young lady that's here with us today is here in this country. She's in her community to make a difference. I want to welcome back my cousin, uh, Kanisha Codwell, back to Moments of Grace. Welcome back, Kanisha. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Wonderful, wonderful, wonderful. So before you, uh, before we went on break, we were talking about this this great uh, transition that you've made from 
uh, from nursing and, and healthcare into politics. Share a little bit more with us about that transition. So that was the backstory. Let me bring right. you forward, okay? okay? Okay. So bringing you forward, um, I was fortunate enough to work in the front lines or on the front lines of COVID. I think COVID surfaced March of 2020. By April 2020, I was out in the streets, New York, Texas, California. I had the opportunity to work at 13 different facilities um, taking care of COVID patients. Um, it wasn't easy. Yeah, I was going to ask you, I'm going to stop right there for a minute. Share with us that experience, because like you said, uh, with that many facilities all over the world that you had your, your your hands in, not a lot of us had an opportunity to see that. Share with us a little on it. It is unimaginable. Um, I tell people all the time, and, and this will transition into my issues as well, but I tell people all the time, there was no worse feeling than experiencing someone die, knowing that it's a part of your ministry where your your hands are an extension of his healing power to your patients every time you touch them, but to experience that many people die day in and day out. Um, I actually left the bedside as a nurse practitioner and went in as an RN so that I can have hand, hands on with those patients. It was absolutely devastating. Um, to hold that phone and pray that that transition for that family um, was easy because I was standing there with them. I was able to pray them through to through their transition, um, but it left a lot of scars. It left a lot of scarring for nurses, left a lot of scars for CNAs, even the the housekeepers and the physicians. It was felt the 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 mass I, I don't I don't know how to put it into words what we felt but it was not a good feeling and when I came home I was actually burned out I I actually did about 22 months um of caring for others in some capacity with COVID and it was horrific as a matter of fact um today I suffer from what's called PTSD. Oh I can hear an ambulance because when I worked as a when I worked as an NP, I worked in the ER. Okay. And so I would hear the ambulance and your mind automatically processes this is mm. what we need to do. Right. This is X, this is Y, and this is Z. Right. right. Going into so, triage mode. Yeah. Well, Primarily. yeah. Emergency care, yeah. Right. And so typically when those people came in on the ambulance, they were critical. Right. They were very critical. And we knew that we would have to put in the work in order for them to survive and get them to the next unit to be taken care of. And so um, in my head at night sometimes, if I hear the ambulance, I run a full code in my sleep. I, My husband says, I, I tell them what medicines to pull, what to push. Um, what settings I want on different things. And so that is what led to one of my issues that I cover. Um, as a candidate, the issues that um, I am um, I am I'm running on or that I'm passionate about. I like that right. better than running on because I don't platform. care whether right, right. whether elected or not. Right. These are passions of mine that I'm going to continue to work for. Right. One of them is mental health and parity. And people be like, what is, you know, what does that have to do with mental health? 
people don't know that depression is a part of mental health. Right. You know, we hear the big one, schizophrenia, bipolar, anxiety, depression. All of that is a part of your mental health, even PTSD. And I'm sure by you being a, a soldier or veteran, you know people who actually suffer from PTSD. And <clears throat> I decided, I, I was praying and I was saying, Lord, you have to deliver my mindset from this. You have to deliver me this, from this. And it was simply just this, um, be the change agent that you need. Be the change agent that the other nurses will need to go, be able to go to the doctor and be able to receive care. Because I'm going to tell you how this typically works. As a practitioner, I'm an independent practitioner. I own my own clinic. And so billing is an issue for me when it comes down to charging Medicare, Medicaid, as well as commercial insurance. And I'm going to tell you why. Because we get, as a practitioner, they don't recognize me as being a full authority um, practitioner. And so I only get a percentage of what MDs get when they're providing care. That's the first thing. So let's just say someone comes in for a heart attack, uh, I mean, for hypertension, diabetes, high cholesterol, those type of things. The government was saying, this is just for the use of round numbers, okay? These are not actual numbers. But let's say they come in and I charge them $100. The government pays me $85 for that. And that's that's good. But if they come in and they're suffering from schizophrenia, bipolar, um, major depression, things like that, schizoaffective disorder, defiance disorder, things like that, guess what? And I charge them $100. The, the insurance says, well, you know, mm. that's all in their head. Right. You know, right. we're going to give you $60 for that. Right. And so what we need to do is even the playing field because my insurance should not be allowed to cover your neck down, right? right. Because right. if you think about it, you have to have dental insurance. Right, right, right. You have to have um, optometry. You have to get hearing. Mm -hmm. uh, I mean, your, your yeah, eyesight, mm -hmm. you know, your hearing, you know, everything above your head requires a different insurance. That's not fair. It's right. not fair. We should be treated holistically. And so that's that's kind of like my platform. And then when Governor Beebe was in office, or maybe it was Hutchison, and don't quote me on that. I, I need to get that that right. I don't want to put out white lies on that. We understand. But one of those governors recently gave us four mental health facilities. This is factual. All four of those mental health facilities are above central Arkansas, right? Oh. The Delta is in need of facilities okay. that will house individuals who encounter the police and need mental health instead of sitting in jail, right? In jail. We right, need those right. places. Right. We need we need a place so that they're able to go reset on their medicines and right. then be able to go back into the community. And so the mental health imperity is one of the issues. And that resulted from working in COVID for so many, you know, so for so many months right. that I saw a need. There was a need there. And so that's one of the the, the um, issues that I'm going to tackle. Wonderful. Getting us a, a facility below Central Arkansas for people within the Delta. Oh, that'll be that that would be wonderful. Um, it, there are so many issues and and. Let me say this right now, because, um, you know, uh, I know in the Bible, uh, I think it was Philip that asked a question, can anything good come out of Nazareth? And I, I you know, uh, so <laughs> so I'm going to say right now, 
uh, great things come out of Pine Bluff. I came out of Pine Bluff and and we still have businesses still connected with Pine Bluff and also our ministry uh, has two houses that we're doing in Pine Bluff. Um, Arkansas may have been left behind by certain elements, but the people are still worth worth it. So regardless of what anybody else thinks, um, my cousin is here. She's going to make a difference. She's going to make a difference. I, I, you know, we're already claiming that she's going to be elected. So uh, she's going she's going to make a difference. Kanisha, we only have a few more minutes here. Share with us some one or two anecdotes that you see that you're bringing out of your platform to help the people of the Delta. Ooh, one or two. Let's see. I know it's many. <laughs> I know, I know it's many. I, I, I think when you, when you um, approach running for an office, you always feel, or let me, let me speak for myself. I can't say what you always feel because I don't know many people who actually go for this. So I'll speak for myself. Sometimes I've felt not qualified, right? I felt that, um, well, how do I make a difference, right? I don't, I don't live a squeaky clean life. I have, you know, never, I don't think any of us have never seen I know none of us have never seen That's right. But what you get from me is a compassionate individual who truly cares about the welfare, the well-being, the holistic being of people here, right here in Pine Bluff. And so that's one of the, the antidotes you get. The next thing you get is a fire. I am a warrior. Right. I believe in fighting for what is right. I'm always going to stand for what is right, even if it causes me to be um, pushed aside. I always have been taught that when you stand for right, there's nothing wrong that can happen to you. And so that's what I stand on. So you get a compassionate person and you get a warrior. You get an individual who truly cares about the welfare of our people. And so that's kind of what you get from me. When I'm elected, because I'm going to get go. elected. Well, we've already claimed it. <laughs> I'm going to get elected, yeah. Yeah, we, we've, already, we've already claimed it. So right. uh, I, I know that one thing I know is the dynamic in politics is, politics has got to change. It has to change. And we need people that not only, uh, <laughs> like I said, want to uh, want people and policy over politics and party. That, that's that's that what I'm always looking for. Yeah, that's I what I'm looking for. I tell people that all the time because um, I've I've done the work without a title. Right, exactly. I've done it without a title. Right. Um, although I'm going to win, if something happenstance happen, I'm going to continue to do the work without a title. The title just enhances it, gives us a little bit more leverage to be able to know the dynamics of what's going on, to put things into place, and to give measurable outcomes. And so that's what I'm I'm running, putting people, not politics first. If we learn to do that, I think yes. that we can make some vital changes here in Pine Bluff. There you go. I'm going to say this, and I don't know where I stand in the, in the strata of people giving, and I'm not done um, all the way. I, I understood one thing uh, about politics because is our community, and I'm, I'm you know, th this is my show, so I'm going to say what I'm going to say. All right, our community does not do well at giving it to uh, politicians and to issues. We want change, but we don't want to um, donate for those changes. Uh, we will donate to Walmart to pull out a pair of sneakers, or we'll donate to Gucci to get that bag. 
But when it comes to things that really affect our community and affect our lives, we do not give. We just do not. We've got to change that dynamic. When we have somebody um, that's running that we know can be a, a change agent, because that's what we need. We need change agents. We're going to have to support their campaigns. I want you guys to hear me very closely. I want to give you something that just doesn't make sense to me, but it's the God's honest truth. We know that Michael Bloomberg, when he ran for president, keep in mind, there are 380 million people plus in America. That man spent $1 billion. He could have given $3 million to every single American for what he spent to lose, primarily to lose. So now if we get behind people as uh, as Christians and we get behind people that support this, this podcast and we get behind them, if it's nothing but a dollar, $10 or whatever, maybe you don't get that Gucci this, this, this month, you'll get it next month or whatever. If we can donate to support the candidates who will support what we believe in, that's why we are sending them in to be our representatives. I'm given, I'm not through cuz, I'm letting you know I'm not through. There's a, there are two or three other candidates I'm also supporting there in Pine Bluff. I support candidates in my community. I don't have a lot of money, but I what I do have is a lot of faith. And the word of God says, faith without works is dead. dead. Part of the work that we're going to have to do is not just support with our mouths and our feet. We're going to have to support with our finance. With that said, because how do people give to your campaign? So our how can they get in contact in... with you to, to give well, to you? The main way to get in contact with me is through Act. Well, to give is through Act Blue. You could go to Act Blue, which is a political campaign um, donation website, and it's um, Act Blue. And type in my name, Kanisha Caldwell, State Representative District sixty five, and you're able to give that way. The other way to give is simply give us a call and say, "Hey, we can't figure out that Act Blue." But maybe you can give you could get with us that way. And our number is um, 501-218-1898. And I'm going to do that again. 501-218-1898. We also have KenishaCaldwell.com, which launches today at two o'clock central time. Awesome. Um, we had we had a little bit of glitch on there. We're also on all social media um, platforms. Kenisha Wooten Caldwell, and that's K-A-N-I-S-H-E-R, and then Wooten, W-O-O-T-E-N, and then my last name is Caldwell, C-A-L-D-W-E-L-L. Wonderful, wonderful. And everything will be in the show notes as well. Everything that she said, uh, you'll see it on the screen here, the phone numbers and all, but you will also have it in the show notes where you can get in contact with her. Guys, we need fighters for us. We need people Absolutely. who understand the issues that we have in our communities. And when I say community, I mean the communities we're in. It has nothing to do with color, race, or anything else. It has to do with condition. When we talk about a community, <laughs> we're talking about a community's condition. And so she's here to be a fighter for you in the community that you're in, no matter what the condition. Uh, Kanisha, thank you again for being here with us here on Moments of Grace. Uh, we'll have to get you back after after you're elected. Absolutely. <laughs> we'll have to I'm get you back. I'm going to a special guest next time. Next time, I'm going to bring you Vivian Flowers. Wonderful, wonderful. I'm going to bring you with her. And I'm going to tell you real quick. I know we have to go. I'm going to give you a quick um, 
explanation of that. Vivian actually holds this seat that I'm in right now. She is the current representative for District 65. She's not at term limits or anything. Vivian saw the state of our city, knew that she could take what she learned as a representative, bring it back to our city and build upon that. So next time I'm back, because I'm praying she's elected as our mayor as well. Next time I'm back, I'm going to give you two for the two for one, Vivian and Kenesha. Yeah. So that we're able, we, we're building, we're building relationships, right? We're able to collaborate. We're able to work, work together. We don't always agree, right? but that's the beauty of being able to work as a team to better this city. She has an awesome platform, awesome um, out view um, plan for the city of Pine Bluff. So next time I'm back, I'm bringing her with me. Sounds good. That sounds great to me. Sounds great to me. Well, cuz thank you so much for being here with us. It has been such a pleasure to have you. And, and she's gonna be back. Uh, give us a couple of weeks to, to get everything rolled up before the election. She's gonna come back and she's already committed uh, to have a guest with her. But thank you so much, cuz, for being here with us. Thank you so much. I love you. I appreciate you. And I appreciate your watchers. Thank you for watching. Amen, amen. Guys, once again, you know, um, there's a few things that must happen in life. We, we've got to pay our bills. We, we've got to breathe and live. And if you're in America, one of the processes you don't have to participate in, but I encourage people to participate in is voting. If you're a voter, now one thing that I do, this is me now, if you don't vote, I don't allow you to talk to, talk about politics around me because it is your right. So many people has, have given their lives for you to have that opportunity to vote. And not only that, when God sends us someone that can assist us, and what and what's going on in our community we need to take advantage i truly believe my cousin is one of those stalwarts that's going to do that and with that said so happy that you've been here with us here on moments of grace you know as we always say continue to love god love life and keep the light on we'll see you next time here on moments of grace take care